0: In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. So as we go in this journey of Lent towards the cross and towards the resurrection, the church leads us through the readings. It leads us, it guides us towards the cross and towards the resurrection. And this weekend, we celebrate Baptism Sunday. As you notice, the reading today is from the Gospel of St. John, chapter 9, which is the healing of the blind man. But this Gospel is known as the Gospel of Baptism, the, go- the readings of baptism. and now so, But if you listen to the Gospel, you didn't hear the word baptism at all. You didn't hear the word baptism at all. And so, we're going to talk about why and what the significance is, and where the connection is, and why is baptism so important. Today, we celebrated the baptism of Moses, Jacob, who took the baptism name Moses. And it's such a fitting name, because baptism did not start when Christ became man. God was preparing us for baptism through the beginning, since the beginning of time. Since Genesis, since the first book, chapter 6, was the first time we saw baptism. But before we get into that, let's see why are we celebrating baptism today? Why are we talking about baptism today? As you notice throughout Lent, there's a constant theme of healing and transformation. Whether it's the story of the prodigal son right when christ made up a story a parable to teach us a lesson about how we should act when when and how god's love is for us our father's love for us so when the prodigal son left he came to himself and returned to his father and was celebrated with his father and then we read the story of the Samar- samaritan woman and samaritan woman who who lived a very Sinful life, a life rejected by people, rejected by her family, rejected by her community, but Christ accepted her, that Christ met her, went out of his way to find her, to seek her, and to bring her home. And her life was completely transformed, that she could not contain herself, that she had to tell the whole world, tell her whole community. And then, last week, we see the paralytic man who Christ went out of his way to go to him. A man who was paralyzed for 38 years. He went to transform his life and to raise him up from his situation. From And it reminds us for us to be lifted up from our sin regardless of how long it's been, regardless of how long we're stuck in a habit or stuck in a sin or stuck in a situation that God can transform us. But today is a different type of story. Again, it's another type of individual. But it's an individual like we've never seen before. This is a person who was born blind. Now, when we think about being born blind, there's many ways to look at it. But the way that this is described, that this gospel is described, is that he didn't have eyeballs. The, it, he wasn't born with the, the, what he needed to see. And when he went, the gospel shares with us that he was a beggar. He was, seemed hopeless. And he was sitting there. And Christ approached him and spat on the, on the ground, took the clay and created eyes created ice made him a new creation but notice what happens so there's two things here he spat it's God this water is a transformative water the same God who was there in the beginning who created heaven and earth and all and all of us and and men and and uh, the animals and everything also created eyes for this man. But it didn't stop there. He said, go wash. Go wash. And the, and the gospel is very beautiful. It says, the man went and came back seeing. So that is very important. So now you see where the church has that connection. In that this water that you can go into when your life is difficult or you're struggling you can't see clearly you're living in sin whatever the case may be but that this water of baptism is transformative so now let's talk about why baptism why is it necessary many people till this day from different churches and, and different uh, beliefs, believe in baptism, but as a symbol. That it's, it's something nice to do, just like Jesus did it, so we should do it because we're followers of Jesus. But that's not what baptism is. Baptism is new life. It's, it's a new creation. Throughout the, God, uh, the Bible, like we said, there was this idea of needing a new creation. But why? When man sinned, when Adam and Eve sinned, our nature was distorted. Our nature was distorted. We were broken. The image of God inside of us was distorted. We needed something. We needed a healer. We needed a savior. Because like St. Paul says in Romans, the wage of sin is death. We needed a savior. We were going down the wrong path. So since then, God was preparing us for himself to come and save us. And the first thing we see is the great flood. Where again, God taught us that in order for us to be saved, we have to go through water. That water cleanses. And so when the, when the world was living in sin and wicked, He washed away all, all of that. And whoever was saved were the ones who were entered into the ark, who went through the water. And the ark obviously represents the church. The church. So that baptism is the renewing of the world. Not just individuals, but the whole world. The next is we see when God chose His people, the Israelites. They were living in sin. They were living in the bondage of the Egyptians. It's, you'll see this a lot during Holy Week. When we talk about bondage... Of the the Egyptians, it was, it symbolizes sin because they were stuck. But they even were stuck to the point where they, even when they were, when God took them out, they wanted to go back to that. They said, I wish we can go back to where there was great food, we were taken care of, we're not, it's not too hot, it's not in the desert, we're, you know, we have a place to stay. Now you. Now we're we're just walking around in the desert. They wanted to go back to their sin, but even when even when sin was coming after them, when they were living in sin, and God promised them this new land, they were put in a situation, and God taught us the idea of baptism by they went they had to go through the Red Sea. God split the Red Sea for them and they were passing through. And that passing through is baptism. So we see that throughout history, God prepared our hearts and our mind for the sacrament of baptism. Finally, when, when you talk about baptism, before we get into the practical part, is Christ was baptized. Baptized. Now, this is a very important concept. Because when we talk about baptism, meaning new birth, new life, did Christ himself, for himself, need new life? He's God. Did he need to be a new creation? Did he need to be uh, removed from all the sin? Of course not. God didn't, God's perfect. He never sinned. But the reason was, He took on our nature, and He needed to transform our nature. And that through baptism, we take on this new nature. So when we look at baptism, we look at it, the fathers say, as an entryway. Because before, like we said, there was no path for salvation. But through baptism... Now we're entering into a new life with Christ. And it's the way that we can all kind of join the same team. If, if when Christ was baptized, in order for us to connect to Christ, we need to be baptized. So today, Jacob became a Christian and he entered into the body of the church. He entered into the body of Christ. And now he's the same as all of us, and he's starting his journey towards Christ. And so when we look at, when we look at baptism, it's the beginning of our journey in Christ. In, uh, in the Old Testament, in order to uh, identify yourself as a believer in God, to be one of the chosen people, God asked all the male people to circumcise, to be circumcised. And in, or if they become circumcised, that, that is a symbol of them being set apart. In the New Testament, Christ changed that concept. He fulfilled that law. He, he taught us that circumcision is not just a physical thing, but it's a spiritual thing, that we need to cut off all the sin. That we circumcise our heart, not our flesh. And so the idea is, this is the new type of circumcision. That we are now a part of God's family when we enter baptism. So now what is baptism? Whoever was here earlier saw that, saw that Abuna had prepared the water the water that we started with is regular water. It's water from the fountain, from the sink. Nothing spectacular about this water. But then there's a liturgy of the water that happens. Sabuna came early today and and prayed on the water. And all the oils, there's the three oils, the simple oil, the the oil, the Galilean oil, or the oil of joy, and the holy Myrune oil, which is the oil of consecration. All the three oils that go on the child were entered into this water. And the water was now completely transformed. It's no longer regular water to the point where no one's allowed to touch it. And when we do touch it, it's only the the priest and the person being baptized enters. And so the water now is a water of transformation. It's the same as when, when just last week when we heard about the, um, the angel that would come at the pool of Bethesda to, to stir the water so that the person is healed, comes out a new person. God was preparing our hearts for this, for the waters of baptism. And so when we go into the water, we, we, we prayed then the child is prepared through the prayers of the church and through the oils, and then the child enters. And if, and if you saw, it's submersion. It's submersion three times. This is very important. Everything we do in the Orthodox Church is in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Everything is Trinitarian because we do not have life without being united with the Trinity. So, also the submersion represents that we are dying with Christ and rising up with Him. So the three represents the Trinity, and also that Christ died and resurrected after three days. And so, the child goes in, comes out in the name of the Father. Goes in, comes out, in the name of the Son. Goes in, comes out, in the name of the Holy Spirit. And now when the child comes out, if you were here earlier, Jacob looks the same. Doesn't look different physically. I mean, he's dressed in a really nice white outfit now. But he looks the same physically. So it's, But the idea is, spiritually, he's a new person. He's a new creation. Now, you might be thinking, Okay, Buna, this is great. I don't remember my baptism. I was an infant. That's fantastic. Now I'm just going to wait to attend baptisms. But it's not... In In the church, when we celebrate somebody's baptism we're also reminded of our own baptism. Abuna explained a very nice part in the baptism today, that we look towards the West and we deny or renounce Satan and all his evil works. All sin, all bad, all anything negative, anything outside of our life, we we renounce Satan. We look towards the West and we renounce Satan. And in some churches... They actually, they have the whole congregation, whoever's there, do it together. Because it's not just a child and his family that's renouncing Satan. We are all constantly renouncing Satan. And then we turn around to the east. That's why we all look towards the east in the liturgy. and, And that's where Christ ascended from and that's where he will be returning. And so we all look towards the east and we accept our faith. And this is the constant renewal of our baptism from the spiritual perspective the other aspect of it is god knew that we need another baptism we need as many baptisms as possible we need this new birth we need this resurrection we need this new life in christ and it's not fair that we were baptized when we were infants and then there goes my chance that's it But we know that we all sin daily and we need this new birth. So Christ created another baptism for us. This type of baptism that we can do as often as we want. And this is the sacrament of confession. But of course it goes hand in hand with repentance. And the fathers of the church teach us that repentance, the tears of repentance are as powerful as the waters of baptism the tears of repentance when we are very saddened by our sin by our situation when we are grieving our nature when we are grieving our distance from god that those tears are the baptism waters That we are renewed. And then we go and we confess. And we empty out and we start new. When one confesses, when somebody confesses, they receive the absolution. When they receive the absolution, the same thing happens to them as what happened to Jacob today. The same thing. They are completely renewed. And so we, we, we remember this on this day as we are finishing up Lent, right? We're, you know, in the fourth quarter of Lent right now. Now is the time when we start looking at our own baptism, our own repentance. And we ask ourselves, do I want to be renewed? Do I want a new life? I have to ask myself what kind of life am i in right now what kind of struggles do i have how is my relationship with god and not from a superficial perspective because it's a relationship with god is not what the world tells us a relationship with god is a relationship with god requires intimacy requires intimacy just like a married couple that God grants them intimacy in that, in that same idea. And it's that same gift that God gives to people, He gives us with communion, with the sacraments, for us to, to, to really work on our relationship with God. Our relationship with God requires God's love, of course, which He always has for us, but it requires us to have an action. Last thing I'm going to say, when we saw the blind man, he received new eyes. It could have ended that way. But God, to teach us a lesson, told him to go wash. There has to be an action on our end. It's, no, it's not enough for us to sit on the sidelines and wait for God to do something. There is, in the Orthodox Church, participation when we're attending the liturgy today, it's not just Abuna and the deacons and then everybody else watching. No, it's a participation aspect. That's why if you look, even the way it's written, it says people." and then it doesn't say, you know, deacons. It's people. We all participate together. And Christ is teaching us, through this gospel reading, that we enter into the life of Christ through our baptism. But we are transformed through God's grace, God's the sacrament of uh, all the sacraments and our participation in them. We're gonna, we're gonna pray in a little bit apart, right when Abuna says uh, the, uh, the three agioses, holy, holy, holy. He's, and then he says, was incarnate became man, taught us the ways of salvation, granted us the birth from on high through water and spirit. We have a new birth. He granted us. He gave us permission to have a new birth through water and spirit. Like we said, it's not regular water. And he made us unto himself an assembled people. We're no longer individuals, living separate. The world tells us to isolate, every man for himself. But we are a community of believers, an assembled people. But most importantly, this last line, and sanctified us by the Holy Spirit. Sanctified us, meaning set us apart. Yes, we are a group of people, we're assembled, but we are set apart we're different than what the world is telling us we're different than the sins we're different than our what our own desires even we're different and so when we're sanctified we start our journey for sainthood and that's what happens in baptism and chrismation we start our journey towards sainthood and all of us regardless of how far we've fallen regardless of how many times we've struggled Regardless of the sins that we've committed Are on a path Towards Sainthood And for our salvation And as we're here today In liturgy Let's consider this a new start Let's consider this a new start The beginning And the first thing we do Is we partake of His body and blood We become one with Him And when we do that Our life is completely changed, and glory be to God forever. Amen.